Welcome back, Crimeaholics. It's your host, Holly, and today's episode is going to be like one that we have never done here on Crimeaholics Podcast. Today, we have a guest host, and she is bringing one of her very own episodes. Her name is Leah from Least of These Podcast, and she has graciously shared an episode with me to share with you guys. If you have never heard of her podcast, I highly suggest you guys go and give it a follow. Find her on social media because she does a really incredible job covering these stories. Not only does she do a thorough deep dive on these cases, but she also works directly with many families. If you like multi-part series, she also does an incredible job in sharing podcast stories that spans multiple episodes. Again, her name is Leah from Least of These, and without further ado, I'm going to hand the mic over to her for us to hear her episode on Uthra Kumar. Welcome to Least of These, where I cover the cases that need it most, because every life matters and everyone deserves justice. I'm your host, Leah D. Today, I'll be covering the murder of Uthra Kumar in Kerala, India. Let's get right to it. Uthra Kumar was a stunning 25-year-old mother. In 2020, she had been married to her husband, Suraj Kumar, for just over two years. According to BBC.com, the pair had met through a marriage broker, which is exactly what it sounds like, a person that arranges marriages usually between strangers and typically for a fee. Their marriage had been arranged, as is common in India, even today. In fact, according to Medium.com, roughly 90% of marriages in the country are arranged. And with an arranged marriage comes a dowry, or a gift of substantial monetary value given from either the bride or groom to their future spouse upon marriage. In the Hindu religion, the dowry is paid to the groom by the bride's family. And in the case of the Kumars, Siraj accepted a dowry from Uthra's parents of 768 grams of gold, which is worth approximately $40,000 USD. But that wasn't all. They also gifted Siraj a Suzuki sedan, 40,000 rupees in cash, which is roughly about 530 American dollars, and Uthra's parents agreed to pay him 8,000 rupees, or about 100 bucks a month, to look after their daughter. You see, Siraj's family didn't have very much in the way of money. His father was an auto rickshaw driver and his mom a homemaker. And Siraj himself worked at a local bank as a debt collector. But that wasn't the case for Uthra. Her family was significantly more well-off financially. Her father worked as a rubber trader and her mother was a retired school teacher. Siraj seemingly jumped at the chance to marry Uthra. And Uthra's family must have breathed a sigh of relief. They always wanted someone to take care of Uthra and someone she could spend her life with. You see, Uthra suffered from a physical disability as well as learning disabilities. 
But that didn't seem to bother Siraj. He accepted the dowry and promised her family he would care for their daughter. In the Hindu religion, they know how to have a wedding. The henna, the beautiful clothes, the bringing together of both families. It's a three-day celebration ending with a ceremony that binds husband and wife together forever and takes the couple into the second ashrama, or life stage, as described in Hindu scripture. This second life stage is believed to be the right timing to start a family. All this according to LearnReligions.com. And it seemingly worked for Uthra and Suraj. Shortly after they wed, Uthra was pregnant, and with that, Kumar party of two became a party of three. The new family settled down in the Kalam district of Kerala in southern India, and their new life began. But roughly a year after the birth of their child, tragedy struck. According to India Today, on May 7, 2020, Uthra and Suraj were staying at her parents' house. When Uthra's mother went in to wake her, Uthra was unresponsive and her skin was blue. She was rushed to a local hospital but pronounced dead. After only two years of marriage, Siraj was now a widow, and their one-year-old child was motherless. Uthra's entire family were beside themselves with grief. How could their 25-year-old daughter, who was so full of life, be gone? Nothing was seemingly wrong the night before. They all had dinner together. After dinner, Uthra and Siraj had gone to sleep. They were sleeping together, right there in the same bed, along with their one-year-old child. What could have possibly happened? It didn't take long before they were informed that Uthra had been bitten twice by a venomous snake. Uthra's brother searched the house, and there it was, still in the bedroom, a cobra. The snake was caught, killed, and buried. By the next day, word was getting out about what had happened. Uthra's obituary was published in the local paper, Death by Snakebite. And while it might seem odd if you're in America or most of the Western world that a woman was bitten by a cobra while she slept in her bed, in India, a snakebite death wouldn't raise cause for concern because it's actually pretty common. According to the World Health Organization, Almost half of the total number of snakebite deaths in the entire world occur in India. From 2000 to 2019, 1.2 million people died from snakebites in India, which averages out to approximately 58,000 a year. That's an insane amount when you consider that according to the CDC, on average, only five people are killed by snakebite in the U.S. in a year. For our Canadian friends, the average deaths per year is zero, and in Australia, an average of roughly two deaths. Honestly, that last one shocked me, because you Aussies, man, y'all got all kinds of deadly animals over there. Spider season is literally what nightmares are made of, and if you don't know what that is, don't Google late at night. Believe me, you won't sleep. Anywho, Officials didn't have any reason to question Uthra's death. There wasn't any reason for them to look into it because it appeared to be a tragic accident. But it didn't take long before Uthra's family began to suspect that maybe this wasn't an accident. And they had plenty of reasons to be suspicious. 
and it all started with the funeral. According to FuneralWise.com, it's customary for Hindu funerals to be held rather quickly, usually between one to two days after the time of death. But Siraj's family seemed to be eager to get the funeral over and done with quickly, and it appeared to Uthra's family it was more than just sticking with tradition. According to India Today, neither Siraj or his family for that matter seemed particularly upset that Uthra was dead. And then Uthra's mom started thinking back on the day that her daughter died. She recalled something that at the time, with all the chaos, she hadn't really noticed. But now, in hindsight, it seems strange. Siraj, who typically slept in, was actually up bright and early that morning and outside the bedroom door when she had gone to wake her daughter up. She told her husband about seeing him outside the door the morning that Uthra died. And when Uthra's father thought back, he remembered a couple things too, like the time his daughter had told him that Siraj was an expert in handling venomous snakes. And how would a snake get in anyway? The bedroom they were in had AC, and Siraj insisted that the snake must have entered through the window. Why would the window have been open in the first place if the AC was on? And how, despite being in the same bed with Uthra, had Siraj not been bitten as well? Why didn't Siraj hear her cry out? Had she? It just wasn't adding up. And Uthra's parents knew something else. As it turned out, this was no happily ever after Cinderella story. Trouble had been brewing in the Kumar marriage for some time now. According to the News Minute, just months before her death, in January of 2020, her parents had tried to get her to come home from her in-law's house and stay with them because they couldn't stand the way Uther was being treated by her husband or his family. Siraj was cold towards his wife of two years and constantly pressuring her and her family for more dowry money. The monthly payment of 8,000 rupees just wasn't enough for him, and he was relentlessly trying to squeeze more money out of the family. It had come to the point that Uthra's father had suggested divorce, and for Siraj to return some of the assets from the dowry he had received when he married their daughter. And at the mention of losing the assets, Siraj told his father-in-law that he would work on the marriage and there wouldn't be any more problems. And I just want to point something out here. In India, divorce isn't something that's taken lightly. In fact, India has the lowest divorce rate in the world, with just 1% of Indian marriages ending in divorce, according to InjusticeMag.com. The fact that Uthra's father had even brought it up suggests that things must have been really rough between Siraj and Uthra. And Siraj's obsession with the family's wealth hadn't ended even after his wife's death. He was still trying to gain money from Uthra's family. He had offered to raise his child, but only if her parents agreed to support him financially. Hold up, what? This is his child his responsibility. He'll raise his own child, but only if his in-laws pay him? What planet are we on and how in the hell did we get here? And that wasn't all. Oh no. 
Uthra had just spent 52 days in the hospital, only weeks before her death, and was still recovering at home when she was bitten. The reason for her previous hospitalization? A snake bite. Insert giant red flag here. You see, this wasn't the first time Uther had been bitten by a snake. Oh no, this was round number two. And yeah, snake bites are common in India, but what are the friggin' odds of getting bitten twice in just over two months? With all this running through their minds, Uthra's parents went to police officials and told them that they believed their daughter had been murdered in their own home. The murderer? Their son-in-law. The murder weapon? An Indian spectacled cobra. This is starting to sound like a twisted game of Clue. An investigation was launched after a whole lot of pressure from Uthra's family, and during the investigation, it was discovered that there were actually three separate occasions where Uthra had either been bitten or almost bitten by a deadly snake. Three times. According to the News Minute, Uthra told her father about the first snake encounter, which was on February 29, 2020. Uthra and Siraj were at home when Siraj asked his wife to go get his phone for him. So Uthra headed up the stairs to the bedroom to grab the phone, just as her husband had asked. As she was headed upstairs, she saw a snake on the staircase inside the house, so she screamed for Siraj. He came to the rescue, caught the snake, placed it in a sack, and took it away. Where to? As far as I can tell, there's no official reporting in where the first snake was taken to, but I mean, I have a few ideas, and I'm gonna guess you will too, because a whole two days later, on March 2nd, 2020, Siraj and Uthra were at home together at his parents' house again. And old Siraj took it upon himself to make his wife some sweet porridge. She ate and then started feeling a little sleepy. So she and Siraj went off to the bedroom and drifted off to sleep. As Uthra slept, she was jolted awake by a pain in her leg. She screamed and told her husband that she felt something bite her leg and she was in pain. Siraj told her that it was probably just a delusion and she should just go back to sleep. But obviously, Uthra knew she wasn't delusional. The pain in her leg was overwhelming, so she continued to cry out. And Siraj continued to tell her that she should just go back to sleep. After some time passed and he realized that Uthra was not just going to fluff her pillow and drift back off to dreamland, he finally took her to the hospital. Upon her arrival, it was immediately clear that this was no dream, no delusion, and that Uthra had been bitten by a deadly Russell's viper. And not only had she been bitten, her medical care had been delayed by her husband. Uthra was in a fight for her life. According to Indian Express, the Russell's viper, also known as a chain viper, is the most deadly snake in India and one of the most deadly worldwide. It's deadly for several reasons. It's fast, can be aggressive, and has very long fangs designed for rapid venom injection. 
And while what is known as a dry bite occurs pretty frequently in other venomous snakes, where the snake bites but doesn't inject venom, Russell vipers always go for the maximum venom dose. If you're bitten by one and lucky enough to survive the initial bite, which comes with symptoms like respiratory distress, extreme pain at the bite site, rapid swelling, and shock, you know, just to name a few, a bite from a Russell's viper frequently causes long-term painful and sometimes deadly effects. Venom from the viper wrecks the kidneys and often leads to fatal kidney failure. Hemorrhaging throughout the body can occur, and often the pituitary gland is affected. And Uthra's recovery was definitely no walk in the park. According to the BBC, she was hospitalized for 52 days and required three surgeries and a plastic surgeon to help heal her leg and her body. She was still recovering at her parents' home from the first bite when she was fatally bitten the second time. We know that Uthra's family believed that her husband had murdered her, but what was Siraj's story? Why did he think his wife had been bitten multiple times by a snake? Wait for it. A curse. A serpentine curse. He had brought up this gem after Uthra was bitten the first time. But the truth about what Siraj had actually done would determine that was a lie. And as the investigation unfolded, it became clear that Siraj and the truth weren't friends. Hell, they weren't even acquaintances. I'm not even sure they had ever passed by each other on the street. Siraj had lied like a cheap rug since the day he married Uthra, and his story about what had happened the night she died would change multiple times. But the cover-up? Well, let's just say it seemed that he didn't have the good sense God gave a goose when it came to covering his tracks. And those tracks led police straight back to him. According to New India Today, Siraj Kumar was arrested on suspicion of murder on March 24, 2020, just a little over two weeks after his wife's death. And his arrest wasn't the only one that day. A snake charmer named Suresh was also arrested on suspicion of murder, but that wouldn't last long because on July 4, 2020, Suresh, the suspect, would become Suresh, the prosecution witness. His testimony would be crucial in the case against Suraj. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. The investigation was wrapped up pretty quickly, and Suraj's initial charge of suspicion of murder was replaced with three charges, murder, attempt to murder, and destruction of evidence. On December 1st, 2020, the trial began. The prosecution was seeking the death penalty, and they held nothing back, alleging that Siraj had very methodically planned the murder of his wife. You see, Siraj was eager to marry Uthra, but it wasn't because he wanted her as his wife. He just wanted the money and assets he'd get from the dowry. He had been looking for ways to get rid of her practically once the vows were said. He knew he couldn't divorce her because he'd lose all the financial benefits that came with her. But he didn't want to 
actually be married to her and be a husband. So he'd just murder her and make it look like an accident. Snake bites are common. No one would suspect a thing, right? And perhaps if he had succeeded in that first attempt, he would have gotten away with it. But Uthra survived. That must have really enraged him. And the prosecution didn't just throw this theory out there. They had plenty of evidence to back it up. According to documents obtained by the News Minute, it began with Google searches dating all the way back to October of 2019, when Siraj and Uthra had been married only a year. A forensic evaluation of Siraj's cell phone revealed that he had frequently searched for different species of snakes. You know, like vipers and cobras? He regularly watched YouTube videos uploaded by snake handlers, one of those being Suresh. And he didn't just watch the videos. That's how he knew Suresh. He had contacted him and let him know just how much he admired his work and requested Suresh send him videos of snakes he had rescued. The pair talked pretty frequently and Suresh became comfortable with Siraj. On February 26, 2020, Siraj bought a viper illegally from Suresh for 10,000 rupees. He told him that he had a rat problem at his house, and that's what he needed the highly venomous Russell's viper for. After the purchase was made, Suresh didn't hear from Siraj for a couple of months, and he stopped responding to messages which Suresh found rather odd since the two stayed in pretty frequent contact. Five days after the purchase of the Viper, Uthra was bitten for the first time. And as Uthra fought for her life in the hospital, her husband made some more Google searches. This time, specific searches about cobras. She's fighting for her life. He's coming up with a backup plan to end it. And like clockwork, Siraj stopped leaving his friend Suresh on red and started inquiring about purchasing another snake. This time, you guessed it, he needed a cobra, and he wanted a big one. On April 24, 2020, Suresh sold Suraj a five-foot-long female cobra for 7,000 rupees. Uthra hadn't even been discharged from the hospital when the snake was purchased. Siraj kept the cobra in his parents' home, waiting for his wife to come home and recover at her parents' house, all the while starving the cobra to make it more aggressive. On May 6, 2020, Siraj came over to Uthra's parents' house with a bag containing the murder weapon, this time more determined than ever to make sure Uthra didn't recover. According to the IndiaTimes.com, Siraj made his wife a glass of juice and stirred in some Dolo tablets, which is a medication used most commonly to treat fevers and pain. But a side effect is drowsiness. This time, he would make sure Uthra wouldn't wake up and demand medical attention after the snake bite. You see, he had messed up big time in that previous attempt. He had put a sedative in that sweet porridge he had made for her, but it wasn't enough. This time, he would make sure she slept through the attack. 
This time, she wouldn't survive. He wasn't going to screw up this time. So he put enough dolo in the juice to be sure. Once he was certain Uther was asleep, he grabbed the snake by the head, opened its jaws, and pressed it to his wife's arm twice, ensuring enough venom would be injected so there would be no chance of survival. It was revealed that after Uthra's death, a necropsy of the spectacled cobra that had bitten and killed her had been performed. According to India Today, experts testified that the snake was measured, weighed, and dissected. It was 152 centimeters long, which is roughly just under 5 feet. Its fangs were about 6 centimeters long, and its stomach was empty. The snake bites Uthra had sustained had also been examined, and investigators had consulted with experts, and it was determined that the two bites Uthra had sustained were unnatural for a cobra of that size. They would have expected to see markings of approximately 1.7 centimeters. But the bite marks on Uthra? Both were well beyond that, one being 2.5 centimeters and the other 2.8. Those measurements would, however, be exactly what they would expect to find with a forced bite. See, the distance between the puncture wounds would be increased if someone had forcefully held the snake's head back, as is done when a snake is milked for their venom, or as one would do in order to safely hold the snake and inflict its bite on another. Experts also explained that a cobra generally wouldn't be hunting in the middle of the night, the time frame in which it was believed Uther was bitten. Cobras were most active between 5 and 8 p.m. And there was one other thing. Spectacled cobras aren't known for climbing and instead hunt primarily on the ground. Siraj had claimed that the snake had to have entered through the open window, but experts didn't believe that was possible because the distance from the ground to the window was much too high for a cobra to have climbed. And further, they had ruled out the door to the bedroom, because the gap between the door and the floor was too small for the snake to have gotten in. And just in case all of this wasn't damning enough, investigators, along with reptile experts, had created a scene reenactment, with a mannequin built Uthra's size and a live cobra roughly the same size as their cobra in question. They had videotaped the reenactment, and the video was entered into evidence in court. And what did it show? The cobra didn't just bite. Even after multiple attempts of dropping the snake on the mannequin, it didn't attack. It just kept trying to hide. So the team conducting the reenactment provoked the snake, but again, nothing. They even went as far as wrapping raw chicken around the hand of the mannequin, but the snake was far more interested in trying to hide. It did finally strike, but only after the raw chicken on the hand was all but shoved into its mouth repeatedly. Why? Because as we already know, Cobras aren't active at night. And as far as the bite goes, that natural bite was measured at 1.7 centimeters. The team had then forced the cobra to bite the chicken twice, 
and those bites measured 2 and 2.4 centimeters. That video is available online. I'll link it to my socials. And if you thought that was all the evidence against Siraj, you'd be wrong. According to MathruBhumi.com, after Uthra's death, Siraj buried her gold at his parents' house. I guess he wanted to make sure Uthra's assets never left his greedy little hands. And further, Siraj didn't commit this crime all alone. And I'm not talking about the snake. As it turns out, his parents and sister are facing domestic violence charges related to the murder case. Why? It is alleged that they knew about the plot to kill Uthra all along. And not only had they not tried to stop it, they were involved. Those charges are still pending. I guess the apple really doesn't fall far from the tree. The prosecution had presented a hell of a case. According to the Times of India, 87 witnesses, 288 documents, and 40 materials were entered into evidence. And that wouldn't have been possible without a meticulous police investigation. An investigation so intense and well done, it is now a part of the police training curriculum in Kerala. The defense? Well, there really wasn't one because Siraj had actually confessed. Oh yeah, you heard that right. According to Skrill.in, although early on in the investigation, Siraj Kumar had maintained his innocence and claimed he had nothing to do with his wife's death and it was all a tragic accident, and then that wild story about the serpentine curse... He had later confessed to police that he had murdered his wife for financial gain. So it came as no surprise to anyone that Siraj Kumar was found guilty on all charges. And on October 11, 2021, according to Bar and Bench, the court sentenced Siraj to double life imprisonment for murder and attempted murder, 10 years imprisonment for causing hurt by poison, and 7 years for causing disappearance of evidence. These sentences will run concurrently, and the double life sentence won't even start until he has served the 17 years. Siraj will never be free again. The court chose life imprisonment over the death penalty, citing Siraj's young age and lack of criminal record. But that may not be the end of the story, because Uthra's parents strongly believe that Siraj deserves the death penalty for the murder of their daughter, and they plan to take the case to a higher court. Uthra was a beautiful 25-year-old mother who endured three surgeries and fought hard to recover from the first attempt on her life, only to be murdered just weeks later. Her child was robbed of a mother and will grow up never knowing her voice or her touch. The lives of her family have forever been changed. All because of a snake. And I'm not talking about the cobra. Siraj Kumar is far more cold-blooded than the murder weapon he chose. He never loved Uthra, 
He was just obsessed with her family's wealth and would do anything to get his hands on it. And perhaps there was a little more to the story. Remember, Uthra had both physical and learning disabilities that apparently Siraj just couldn't deal with. According to the Newsminute.com, a relative of the Kumars had spoken with Siraj about the marital problems he and Uther were having prior to her murder. This relative advised him that a little love and affection towards his wife would go a long way. You know, maybe a little kindness? Siraj's response? Well, he posted in a question. Even if you are showered with gold, can you tolerate a disabled woman? Sometimes the most dangerous snakes of all are those of the two-legged variety, those like Siraj Kumar. As always, you can find more information about this case on my Instagram at least underscore of these or my Facebook at least of these. I'll bring you updates on this case as they become available and a whole new case next Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. If you know something, say something. And until next time, be good to each other.